This is the Jason Walker Show. Two-time National Sports Media Association Montana Sportscaster of the Year and three-time loser, the Jason Walker Show. The best local and statewide sports coverage featuring the biggest guests from Montana. Flint Rasmussen uh, joining us here on the Jason Walker Show. It's freaking exhausting, too. You used to dance a lot more. Yeah, I know, lady. I'm 51 years old now. The NAI Hall of Famers, Mike Van Deese joining us here, Jason Walker Show. And is it just a deal where quarterbacks have to be good golfers? That's all they have time for. They don't work out. They don't lift weight. They don't do anything else. They might as well go get on the golf course and at least have some fun. And from across the country. Doug Gottlieb, our guest here on the Jason Walker Show. End of the day, remember, it, it's your show. It's got your name on it. Howie Mandela, our guest here. Jason Walker. Deal or no deal. The Jason Walker Show. Broadcasting from the Major Mortgage Man Cave. Here's Jason Walker. Happy Wednesday, the Jason Walker Show, presented by Capital Collision Center, your one-stop shop for everything if you've been in a wreck. I'm telling you, they are the best. They are um, all about customer service, locally, family-owned, and the relationships built at Capital Collision Center extend beyond just what they do to your vehicle. Stop by Capital Collision Center in Helena. They're inside the Major Mortgage Man Cave. Big show today. We are uh, chatting with Flint Rasmussen as the PBR returns to Billings, the longest-running tour stop for the PBR in the elect- or the uh, Magic City. And uh, Flint will stop by to preview that. Jess Lockwood's return as well, and uh, a whole lot more. Plus, we have on this day in history, and a big on this day or. Uh, yeah, on this day in history, the walk-off presented by Cafe Zydeco and much, much more coming up. We start with our COVID update. 90 new cases in the state of Montana today, along with a few new deaths. So that's 122 total deaths, 163 currently in the hospital, 2,028 active cases. 6,318 have recovered. There are 813 cases actively in Yellowstone County, 231 in Rosebud, 142 in Bighorn, 184 in Cascade, 183 in the Flathead, 40 Missoula, 16 Lewis and Clark, 40 Gallatin County, and then 50 in Deer Lodge County with 23 in nearby Silverbow. You have 53 up in Glacier and uh, 35 in Hill County active. Some other big ones, 25 in Roosevelt County actively, and uh, 25 as well in Sweetgrass County. So, And I believe Petroleum and Carter Counties have not yet had a single case of the COVID-19. So two of the 56 counties in the state of Montana have not had any cases this year, or yet. So there is your uh, your COVID update. All right, let's start with uh, the National Finals Rodeo. We talked about it yesterday. They were looking to move. We talked about it a lot last, uh, last week as well, but uh, they finally announced it. The National Finals Rodeo, the, uh, the the big one for PRCA, is uh, going to Arlington, Texas, December 3rd through the 12th. That announcement came out today. Globe Life Field, home of the Texas Rangers, will host the NFR. It'll be the first non-baseball event at the park. And 
and um, moving because you cannot uh, have any fans at the Thomas and Mack Center in Las Vegas right now. George Taylor, the chief executive officer for the uh, PRCA, said, uh, quote, we're pleased to be at this amazing stadium for the most celebrated event on the rodeo calendar. We're committed to delivering a spectacular event for our fans and thrilled to be in Texas for it, end quote. Uh, Globe Life Field has assured and emphasized that health and safety standards are being met. Safety measures will include a mask requirement at all times while inside the stadium. Also, uh, there'll be uh, additional hand-washing sanitizing stations. Seats will be sold in groups of four, separation between groups. Um, Mobile tickets will be implemented throughout the event. There will also be metal detector screenings and a no-beg policy on performance nights. And uh, Arlington Mayor Jeff Williams said, quote, from cattle drives, museums, and even the names of our professional sporting teams, our love of cowboy culture runs deep here in Tarrant County, end quote. Uh, Nearby Fort Worth, also going to play host to the Wrangler NFR 2020 Fan Experience PRCA convention will be held there as well as Cowboy Christmas. Uh, Fort Worth Mayor Betsy Price said, quote, we're a rodeo city, we've roped a big one, end quote. The NFR actually started in Texas. The first three years were at the Dallas State Fairgrounds from, what, 59, 60, and 61. And then uh, Oklahoma, obviously, was also, you know, it's been in Vegas since 85. But... No live entertainment with fans at the Thomas and Mack Center on the campus of UNLV this year. So, tickets go on sale uh, September 25th. TexasRangers.com/nfr. Season ticket holders will be invited to purchase beginning September 16th. So the uh, just a one-year deal moving the PRCA Wrangler National Finals Rodeo out of Vegas, and down to Globe Life Field. I mean, this is a this is a baseball field, folks, where they're going to have the NFR this year. But it'll be cool for one year, and then it's going to go back to Vegas, hopefully. Vegas really is where it should be. I know everybody in Texas is all excited about this, and I think it was Sterling's Crawley who talked about it last week, that it'll be nice to be at home, and it you know needs to be at home and whatnot. But Vegas is like the – it's like the it, – how do I, it's like the, well, it's the entertainment capital of the world for one, but the, 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 just the excitement level, you go to Vegas for 10 days to watch rodeo. I mean, there's no better place to do that. So that is that. Um, there is an interesting proposal from the ACC for basketball. And we're going to talk about it a little bit later on today. I'll probably get Flint Rasmussen's side, uh, thought on it, too. But the ACC, well, we'll just talk about it now. The ACC is proposing to put every team in Division One basketball in the 2021 NCAA tournament. There are 346, well, there's like 357 teams or so, but... A lot of the other ones, like seven or eight or nine, can't compete due to certain stuff, 
like restrictions. <laughs> wow, good words, Jason. You're a sports talk show host. Um, they can't, they can't go because of uh, they've been they're under they're in trouble. We'll put it that way. Wow. Uh, anyway, so 346 team NCAA tournament. Uh, the proposal has the opening rounds taking the place of conference championship tournaments and early round bracketing based on geography. So the, by the second week, the tourney would be down to 64 to 68 teams. I'm not sure I like this. It's interesting. But can you imagine a 346 team bracket? Think about the schools, offices, bars, homes. How do you get that bracket on a, a sheet of paper, right? <laughs> There's just a lot of interesting thoughts about it. Uh, let me know what you think. You can uh, weigh in by email, by text, by um, phone, by uh, go to jasonwalkershow.com, Facebook as well, tweet, all that stuff. All right, uh, we're going to come back. When we do, I'm just not sure I can I can get on board a 346-team tournament. But we'll see. But when we come back, he is the entertainer of all entertainers. His name is Flint Rasmussen. He is the PBR entertainer. And the PBR making its stop in Billings was supposed to be in April, then COVID, then the PBR decided, you know what, we know how to do this with fans, and they're coming to Billings this weekend, Friday through Sunday. Jess Lockwood, two-time world champ, will be there as well. His first time riding in six months after uh, tearing his hamstring up. And a whole lot more fun and excitement. There's big matchups, and of course it's just a live event. We're going to talk to Flint as well a little bit about how is this possible. I know the PBR's done it. And they set the roadmap for a lot of others, but with uh, almost 900 active cases in Billings, is it possible? And they're going to do it. They're going to do it the right way. They're going to do it the fun way, and the PBR has done it since April, when they might May, since they returned in Guthrie, Oklahoma, and they've gone on to other states and had great success. The PBR has the blueprint. And we'll talk to Flint. When we return, Jason Walker Show, presented by Capital Collision Center. New vehicles keep coming, and Capital Collision Center keeps earning certifications to repair them. They're Helena's newest GM-certified facility. No matter the make or year, they repair your car to manufacturer's standards and requirements, maintaining its safety and value. Montana State Law says it's your vehicle and it's your choice where you have it repaired. Choose Capital Collision Center, certified in GM, Subaru, and Nissan, and Helena's only shop certified in Honda, Acura, and Ford. When you value safety, go to Capital Collision Center on Euclid. Do you love to look at photos of Montana from animals to landscapes and more? Are you looking for a place to get your senior pictures or family portraits done? Are you a business owner looking to upgrade the decor in your offices? Well, look no further than Mark LaRoe Photography. Mark has been shooting beautiful photos all across the Treasure State from rodeos to portraits and would love to work with you. Visit MarkLaRoePhotography.com to see many masterpieces of his work, then Give him a call to schedule your own photo shoot or to purchase one of his fantastic pieces. Stop by Spirit of the Big Sky Gallery on Custer in Helena. 
MarkLaroePhotography.com. Yes, it's true that Montana is a long way from the Gulf Coast, but you can bring that Cajun flavor home with a stop at Cafe Zydeco. From po'boys to classic sandwiches, Cafe Zydeco has all the best Cajun in town. Are you in the mood for seafood gumbo or crawfish etouffee? Maybe you're craving jambalaya with some shrimp and grits. Head in for breakfast, lunch, or dinner, or call ahead for pickup or delivery. Cafe Zydeco will fix all your southern cravings, even on a chilly Montana day. Cafe Zydeco is a proud sponsor of the Jason Walker Show. Have you thought about buying a home and just don't know where to begin? Well, when it comes to one of the most important purchases one can make, we understand it can be frustrating and confusing, but it doesn't have to be. Let the Major Mortgage Team help you with all your mortgage needs. Major Mortgage means major service, and we would love the opportunity to help you today. Give J.R. McFadden, NMLS number 1246357, a call today at 406-465-1918, or you can visit him at 2001 11th Avenue, Building A, Suite 3 in Helena. Major Mortgage is a division of AMCAP Mortgage, NMLS number 129122, equal housing lender. Storewide savings are what you'll find when you shop for new home furnishings at Rutgers Furniture. This means tremendous values on Helena's largest in-stock selection of home furnishings. When you shop Rutgers, you'll find storewide savings on the furniture you want for every room in your home. And you'll also find our selection of Serta iComfort, the most comfortable beds in Helena. 12-month financing is available with approved credit on most purchases over $299. Ask for details. You'll find storewide savings at Rutgers Furniture, 1010 Dearborn, Helena. Welcome back. Jason Walker Show presented by Capital Collision Center inside the Major Mortgage Man Cave. Having a good time. On this day in history, a big one coming up and uh, a whole lot more. Friday, we're going to talk to Super Nanny Joe Frost. Friday here on the Jason Walker Show. I don't know which is more cool. The fact that I talked to Super Nanny Joe Frost or that I get to bring in uh, one of our all-time favorite guests on the Mike Miller State Farm Hotline. He is the entertainer for the PBR. His name is Flint Rasmussen. How are you, my friend? Am I one of your all-time favorite guests? Kid you, Dynamite. Your kid, didn't I name you Kid Dynamite, J.J. Walker? You did. You did, yes. yes. From good times? Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, so I talked to the Super Nanny. I'm going to talk to Super Nanny Joe Frost. The Joe Frost that the, I know? Not the Joe Frost you know that rides bulls, oh. but Super Nanny. Joe Frost. Joe Frost. Spelled different. Huh. It's J-O. And a different accent, too. Oh, but, nice. Oh, gotcha. I yeah. know. Well, I would, well, I'll tell Joe Frost that I know that there is, his namesake is Super Nanny. Yes. So, yeah, you got it. Yeah, yeah she seems uh, cool. Yeah. So. Yeah, how are you, man? I'm, you, you good? I'm doing okay? well. Yes. You, you uh, <laughs> the sickest man in the world that didn't have the Rona? Congratulations. Uh, hey, thanks, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, like seven weeks. Yeah. They still don't know what it is. I just, no viruses, including chlamydia, which is a good thing. No. Shoot. <laughs> Clear, clean again. Just like college. Uh, Flint Rasmussen joining us uh, on the Mike Miller State Farm Hotline. You've been busy today with media, yeah. um, which we'll talk about here in a second and why you've been busy. But uh, you doing all right? I know that you've been traveling around, yeah. and, and it's been a different summer. Uh, man, I'll tell you. it's uh, And you've had my brother Will on as well. 
his job suffered way more than mine did mm-hmm. as a rodeo announcer. And you know, the wills, I, I call him the maddest person in the world, but, and rightly so there's, you know, the, the, the bad thing, Jason is the longer this goes in all seriousness, people are getting more and more angry because it's affecting everyone. And then, you know, frankly, and this has nothing to do with politics, hoaxes, nothing. The inconsistencies of things that people are dealing with. Uh, that's what makes people angry. So, yeah, I've gone through that too. Just the, you feel like you're the only one at times. Like, damn it, why, why am I going through this? You know, we tend that's human nature. So it's been an odd, odd year. You know, all the extra things I I've always done in the summers include, you know, that make a little extra cash, whatever, keep you busy or we're all gone, you know? So yeah, it's, it's been, you know, I, people always say, Oh, it's a new normal. It's unusual. No, it sucks. It, 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 it just hasn't been that great, uh, but we're back working. You know, we've been back about a month with PBR and it's harder. Uh, my job's harder. Everything's more difficult. There's a lot of, hoops we jumped through and uh you know pbr has done a lot of protocols and models that that frankly aren't optics to create the right visual or to jump i said jump through hoops but they've been doing it to keep everybody safe and you know we've we've tested we get tested every week about 150 of us or so and I, I figured the other day we've been the, the PBR has conducted about eighteen hundred tests, and frankly, has had four or five positives. No one real sick, but positives. So that percentage is pretty good for what they've had us do. And people haven't fought the system, and a bunch of twenty-four-year-old bull riders going along with what they're supposed to do. They've done pretty well. Are so you shocked at that? I don't know. Uh, I mean, we know I, bull riders. We know rodeo guys. Yeah, they like to go out and and, and here, Yeah, the, the the good news is that there's really been nowhere to go out. So, oh, that's, that's true. Everything's been closed. But, but uh, I'll say this: it, it, we're more the PBR deal. You know, the Nile Pro Rodeo next month has got canceled, and, and people, without really educating themselves, and it has angered me, have given heat to the Nile and Jen oh. Boca, who is runs the Nile. And it's not the same. I mean, if the Nile Pro Rodeo were to happen, they would have, you know, it's entries as a pro rodeo. They'd have 300 cowboys in it. Yep. Well, that's one obstacle. Guess how many we have? 35. Right. You know, and we have the economic wherewithal and the base as an organization, and frankly, an organization owned by a bigger organization with a, multi-million dollar a year TV deal, we can do it. We can sell maximum 50% capacity and be okay this year. Uh, we have the staff to do it. It's different. And so it's kind of funny when you say, well, you know, Cowboys and our guys, we have 35 of them sitting there and our boss stood in front of them and said, you don't go along with this. You don't work. You don't make any money. You choose. Uh, I've seen it a little, I've seen rodeo guys fight it more than PBR guys. We don't have to test. We don't do it. Oh, that's BS. So there is some different mentalities there. Our guys have been great, really good. So, 
Well, that's that's I mean, that's great news. And you guys have been doing this since May. I mean, you've had a plan together really since the end of March, which, you know, and we've talked since then in Guthrie, mm-hmm. Oklahoma. It worked. It's worked in uh, Rapid City. It's worked in other cities across the country. And uh, and, and the fact that your, your CEO, Sean Gleason, said we're going back to Billings if we can make this happen this year, it extends the longest running streak in PBR history. 25 years. Uh, the longest running, uh, we're talking elite tour. It right. was the, it was the Bud Light Cup. Then it was the Built Ford Tough Series. Now it's the Monster Energy Unleashed the Beast. The longest running and smallest market event that we've had in the PBR. So that's, that says a lot, doesn't it? I mean, about fans in Montana, fans in Billings. Uh, it, yeah, it, it's a good deal. Is it going to be and I'm weird? Glad oh, go ahead. That, no, go ahead. Yeah, no, don't. Uh, well, I, I'm glad, and I think I'm leading in a little bit, even though it's different. This, you know, this time of year, it's a different time of year. It's a different feel crowd wise. Um, so, yeah, what were you going to say? Is it weird? Go ahead. The 25th anniversary is not going to be in, pack, in front of a packed house. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you knew um, where I was going. It's like we've. We, yeah, I didn't know. I yeah. didn't know where you it's were. It's like going. we've talked um, before. um yeah and i've i've got a lot every city we're five cities into this in our kind of the second the last third of our season however you want to put it and everybody oh are you excited are you excited to go to fort worth two weeks ago excited to go to salt lake are you excited to go uh well we're we're all excited to get back to what we're doing but when it's completely different I mean, we're talking about maximum what we can sell is 50%. I think it's a little less the way it's scaled in the metro here in Billings. But so you're talking, you know, I know going in and what, what I do is entertain crowds and, and live off the energy of what people give back to me. Mm-hmm. I know in my head that if we sell out every ticket, it's still going to be half full and not crowded in the bottom level. And we sell pods, groups of tickets, groups of two up to eight, and it's spread out over the entire week. So am I excited? Yeah, I'm excited to work in Billings, but it's a different kind of excitement because I know that 50% is as much excitement as I can get. <laughs> so uh, it is different. Well, um, and that's another thing too, yeah. Flint, because you, like you said, it's got to be super different for you because like, you know, instead of, 10,000, there's only five, let's say, at the Metro. Right. But does your does your sense of energy change at all? I mean, we know that the animals can get excited. We know that the, the riders can yeah. be excited by a bigger crowd and the music. Yeah. and the, How do you change your routine? Uh, <clears throat> well, it's um, we've discovered there's more to going to any show, but specifically PBR. There's more to it than sitting watching bull rides. It's about being with a group of friends. It's about a bachelorette party that decided to come to PBR. It's about having a beer with someone you've never met or singing um, Don't Stop Believing with a bunch of people you don't know. You know, it's a party. We're just guiding the party. Well, the party's a little different now because we're all going to the party and we don't get to stand next to each other, you know? And so that energy is contagious. And so... The reason it's so much better in a sold out house is everybody's feeding off each other. Well, when you're 
when you're distanced from each other, that energy isn't as contagious. Now, I have discovered that that the people going to events right now are so excited to get out and about and see <laughs> something that we don't know the ending to. I, I did a uh, do a little shameless plug. You have a podcast now. Well, I was going to bring this up, so go ahead. Yeah. So my guest on the one we released last week was is still available where all podcasts are available is Rick Sutcliffe, ESPN baseball analyst, uh, former Cy Young winner. And he talked about, uh, he's doing baseball games from his living room. You know, they're not on site. Right. So, um, and he talked about what about when the first golf tournament came on TV? No fans there, but we were just so excited to watch something that we didn't know the ending to, you know, that's sports. It's, it's it's like what I've always said about there's a reason the PBR World Finals, it's live on TV because people don't want to know the ending. It's sports. Mm-hmm. It's competition. You know, I've always said that this is, I don't want to mean to bite the hand that has fed me, but, you know, when you go to the NFR, it's over in exactly two hours every night. They don't stop and take commercial breaks. Like I have people tell me, oh, you PBR, you're ruined by all these commercial breaks. Well, because we're live. We're, you know, the NFR, by the time it finishes, it used to be CBS Sports Network, it was over an hour ago, you know, because they don't stop in the live arena for commercial breaks. Can you imagine if you did that on the Super Bowl? Like, if I go on social media, I already know who won. Mm -hmm. But you can't do that with major sporting this. So, anyway, that's what sport is. We don't know the ending. You know, how much... You, you can tune into the replay of the national championship game four years ago, but it doesn't have the same excitement because we know who won, unless you were drunk and don't remember. But, um, <laughs> well, there's a few Super Bowls back yeah, in the day that are like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. But anyway, I don't know if I'm, I'm kind of rambling, but that's what, that's what people, you know, the people that are coming to the event are excited because they're seeing a show and competition and we need it in our society. We need that passion. I've mentioned that on your show before. So, yeah. Um, you did bring up your podcast, according to Flint, but you also according. are live every Tuesday, right? Yeah, I have. A, I do a Facebook live broadcast every Tuesday night. But we started when everything was shut down. And we said, hey, let's do this. It's kind of some breadcrumbs leading to when I do a podcast. Well, I'm still doing it because it's, let me tell you, on a beautiful summer night, in August and or July and it's light until 10 o'clock at night in Montana. And you, I still get 400 people live and end up with 15,000 by the end time it's over watching the replay. We'll keep doing it. Yeah. we're good. Yeah. And I get to, I get to talk about it's my age. So I can pretty much talk about whatever really I want to, but while still representing my employer in the right way. Yes. Right. Um, Flint Rasmussen joining us here on the Jason Walker show. All right. So you got the PBR and Billings this weekend. It is the yeah. return, but it is also the return of native son, Jess Lockwood, yeah. who hasn't yeah. ridden in six months since tearing his hamstring from yeah. the bone. Like you heard it yeah. in the arena. I was, I saw it. Yeah. It was in Kansas city and he had uh, made an incredible ride in the championship round on the Sunday afternoon in Kansas city his foot hung in the stirrup a little bit, landed, tore his hamstring. I've said this before. I don't know if on your show, but I say it a lot. 
I don't think people in Montana know how amazing Jeff Twelfthood is. And Jeff is has taken heat. Uh, throw out specific incidents. Uh, we have, we have a tendency in Montana sometimes to look for. You know, I get it a lot. Well, I don't want to give you a compliment. Let your head swell up. No. When when our hometown or home state is proud of us, that that means that really means something to us. And most of us in the entertainment business are insecure as hell anyway. Yeah. So that's, that's why um, we do this. Yeah, Jess Lockwood comes across every. A lot of people say, "Oh, he's cocky. He's arrogant. He's a state champion wrestler." Have you ever known a state champion wrestler that isn't a little cocky? Right. Come on, give me a break. <laughs> The guy is amazing, and the reason he is back on schedule from hamstring surgery and said he feels amazing is because he is an athlete. He treats himself as a professional athlete. He knows how to train to be a champion, and that's why he'll be back in Billings this weekend. He'll probably have to – I would anticipate he'll knock the rust off. If he has an 85 or 86-point bull, I guarantee – He'll knock the air out of him, kicking him in the ribs. How's that? So uh, Lockwood's amazing. And Montana, don't take that for granted. He is a special individual in the sport of bull riding all time. I'll say that. Tell me about his bull, one for the money. That's his first one. Uh, I I would love to. Who owns, Does it say who owns him? Probably um, um, Kruger Bucking Bulls with Vold Rodeo. Hmm. Mm. I, I don't I couldn't tell you honestly, but with Vold Rodeo, I'll, I'll predict he'll be eighty five and eighty six points in the first round. Okay. That. That's good. No, yeah. I like that. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I do know that in the Saturday night, what we call our fifteen fifteen challenge, are made for TV top fifteen guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jose Vitor Leme has world champion bull smooth operator. That's uh, a great matchup. Ninety ninety three points. I'm telling you. Man. That guy's amazing. We have some great bull riders right now. It's so good. I mean, if you're sitting listening to this and wondering if you should go to Billings and deal, you know, we have also discovered fans are tired of dealing with all this. You know, they'd rather everything sold out. Well, us too. Throw the doors open. But we just can't. You know, nobody can. Um, but holy cow, we have some great bull riders right now and great competition. It, it really is good to, yes. to speak as a fan. Yeah. Is Matt Triplett in the top 35 right now? I, uh, yeah, but Matt Triplett got stepped on in Salt Lake City in the lower back Oof. and is having some real issues. Might have torn a muscle away, I shouldn't quote, but I believe Matt is out with injury. Because he's yeah, another good too one. Bad. Hey, jeez, man, when he gets tapped off, as fundamentally correct as, as any bull rider, what we call away from his hand, that's when the bull spins. If he's a right-handed guy and spins left, a lot of guys struggle with that. Matt Triplett is fundamentally correct. With hey, they, speaking of that, they were talking about uh, Jose uh, riding opposite-handed on Smooth Operator. Uh, yeah, that'll be interesting. Good job, man. You're, look at you. I See, did I didn't, some research. I remember. So that, what you're saying is Smooth Operator turns back away from his hand. Right. That's bull rider lingo. Right. Uh, did it, uh, he was 95 or whatever points in Salt Lake City a few weeks ago on the bull chiseled, who is in the lead for the world title, uh, away from his hand. So we'll see. I think smooth operator is a little stronger 
been chiseled, a little bigger. So that'll be interesting. Yeah, uh, great matchup. I'll I'll be on my toes for that one. Uh, Flint Rasmus and Jose Vitor Lemon. Jose Vitor Lemon. Sorry, Flint Rasmus is joining us here on the uh, Jason Walker show. Like, How'd I do on your? Perfect. Recap? I'm going to use is that. that I got to cut that out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got to cut that Jose out and save v- it. Yeah. Anyway, Jose oh, Vitor. Yeah, yeah. Jose Vitor Lemon. A lot of people. I still see people on social media. Oh, I'm tired of the Brazilian riders. Too bad. It is called a world championship. Yeah. Uh, they're pretty good. Jose Vitor Leme is one of the nicest, greatest guys you'd ever meet. Does all his own interviews now because he's worked his butt off to learn English so that his fans could appreciate what he has to say. And uh, great guy. Uh, is, he'll go down as one of the best ever. That's I, I believe that. And I don't float that around very often. So, yeah. Right now, who's the best ever? In my job? Or, no. <laughs> you mean the best? Well, who do I think is the best Who's ever? Who's the best ever? In my, uh, so people, that's the big question. Like, who's the best bull rider you've ever seen? That, we get asked that all the time. Now, people automatically will go, ooh, Lane Frost. They never even saw it. You know, I don't, uh, but Lane Frost was before my time. Me too. He was a world champion in the PRCA. Um, was he the best bull rider ever? We don't know. He won one world title and he was made very, he, he became more, as my friend John Brownie, stock contractor John Brownie put it, Lane Frost, we had to lose him to realize what a great guy he was. Right. You know, and that happens a lot. So I don't know if he, I never saw Lane Frost ride in person. Uh, <clears throat> Jim, uh, Jim Sharp, uh, that's probably the most common one you hear. His riding percentage, rodeoing, a couple of years was unbelievable. 90 some percent. He just rode everything. Um, Cody Lambert the other day, as much as Cody Lambert and tough Edeman don't really speak anymore. Cody Lambert said, say what you want about tough Edeman, but he could make the whistle. <laughs> that was what he said yeah. in my time. I will say this in my time, rodeoing and PBR, the best bull rider I saw and maybe it was the, the moments, maybe it was the way he treated me, the kind of friend he is and the kind of guy he is. But the best bull rider in my time, Justin McBride. Oh, okay. Yeah, there you go. I was. So you got, I you mean, know. you got Ty Murray in there. Well, well Ty Murray was was probably a better all-around. Uh, best. I, I believe Ty Murray is the greatest. See, he's the king of the Cowboys. Uh, uh, that's a good three, point, yeah. He had three rough stock events at the NFR, uh, every rodeo he went to. Going to 100 rodeos, doing three rough stock events. Yeah. Holy cow. With some rerides in there, sure, you know, at times, too. Yeah. And and let's not forget Donnie Gay. He was so good. He was so good. So, so yeah, I mean, I'm going with what I saw, have seen in person, you know? Yeah. yeah. Sage Kimsey now. uh, Sage is a great bull rider. Um, Sage has his niche in rodeo and I respect what he does and good kid. There will always be that little bit of was he riding against, and this isn't a PBR versus rodeo thing, right? but did say we've seen Sage come to some PBR stuff. Could he ride those high marked bulls week after week after week? Uh, So that's what guys like JB Mooney have attempted to do. Jose Vitor Leme, they're getting on those bulls every night. And that's the big test. So, consistency. Yes, you can ride great bulls. 
but can you do it night after night after night and keep your body intact? So, Where are you going to have the finals this year? Where are we? The PBR? Yeah. Um, I'll tell you what, I'm on the inside in the PBR. And of course, if I had breaking news, I couldn't tell you anyway, if I had inside info. But I will tell you this, we have, we have submitted our plans and our protocols and our model in Vegas, uh, one at T-Mobile Arena, where we are every year, and another at, a, I'll call it an undisclosed location okay. in Vegas, and it's not Thomas and Mac Arena or the South Point, so think in terms of bigger and what has just come to Vegas. Anyway, oh, I, can, I... I, can, I can honestly say, as an insider in the PBR, and we're two months out, I don't know. Okay. That we haven't heard. We don't know yet. We have not got an answer. If Vegas completely says don't come here, I don't know. I can honestly say, and that's when I get asked all the time, "Hey, what about the NFR? Hey, what about the?" I get direct messages on Facebook, private messages. People from I don't know who they are. Hey, Flynn, I just wonder, and I know you said you couldn't say, but uh, could you tell me? Do you think PBRs happening in Vegas? Oh, yeah person I don't know. Let me tell you <laughs> and no one else. Because <laughs> that is amazing, people yeah. listening. I'm not going to tell you. No. Yeah. Um, and However, is, NFR knows. There you go. There, there you know. go. I was just, that's, a, that's called a segue in this business. Um, that's right. National Finals Rodeo is moving, and you do a lot of work um usually in Vegas with the NFR or in conjunction with your show outside the barrel. Um, but they're moving to a baseball field, globe life park in Arlington one year only. I think it'll be cool. I'm not sold on it because when I think of the NFR, I think of Vegas. You should, you should think of Vegas when you think NFR. And I've known for a couple of weeks that was probably where it was going. Yeah. Of course I, you know, if you would have direct messaged me, I probably would have told <laughs> But uh, it's a brand-new baseball, retractable roof baseball stadium. They haven't had any fans in there. Vegas, nothing has happened in Vegas. There hasn't been a trade show, a convention, an event, nothing. So that doesn't have to do I That doesn't have to do with anything Vegas is chicken about. They just can't do anything. Yeah. Um, I'll say this. I see a lot of people on social media Comments like, oh, my God, back in NFR, back in Texas. NFR is going to be so awesome. Um, so excited for this. Um, I will probably get some work out of it. I'm in talks, quote, unquote, hand quote, about uh, emceeing the buckle ceremonies nightly like I do at South Point and doing outside the barrel at different locations through RFD TV. You know, I'm in talks trying to figure it all out. But I'm having. Tr I'm not going to be that guy that completely celebrates. I'm very glad it's happened. Uh, unbelievable that it's going to happen in Arlington, Texas. A lot of things are going to go on in Fort Worth at the stockyards. But I'm not going to celebrate it or be. I can't get pumped for it because mm -hmm. here's what you know me. I'm an analogy guy. Maybe you don't know that. So it's sort of like I have a prom date. I got the. I'm in love with the most beautiful girl in the high school, and I got her to go to the prom with me. And she's indicated she wants this to be a steady. We want to go steady. This is going to turn into a long-term thing. See what I'm doing here? Mm -hmm. And But guess what? Um, the prom's coming up in two weeks, and that girl who I'm deeply in love with that I think is going to be long-term got sick. 
and she has indicated she tested positive. <laughs> so I can't take her to the prom. So instead, I'm going to take this other girl. So it's great I get to go to the prom, but I'm not going with the one that I really love and right. shit. You see what I'm saying? I like that I'm analogy. really, thank you. I, I'm really glad the prom is happening, but I got a lot of dear friends in Vegas that, uh, you know, I'm, I, I'm very, uh, the, the GM of the South Point, Ryan Grownie and Michael Gunn, who owns the South Point, South Point is kind of the home of Cowboys during the NFR. Yeah. They're like family to me, literally like family to me. They would call each other on Christmas. Um, they're, it's bad there. Vegas is hurting. It's devastating to that city. And it's an amazing, great city. And I don't know, it's easy to sit probably in places like Montana and look at places like Vegas and go, oh, huge, big money. They make billions. They're fine. Those are real people. And mm -hmm. that city's hurting. So, yes, very, very happy for everyone involved that the NFR is happening. But it was the second choice to go to the prom of that. It's God, like uh, you, you choose a you choose a one night stand instead of your long time love. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, it's but, not the same. Um, <laughs> <laughs> not that I would know anything about that. No, nor, nor God. would you. Um, no. Well, you bring up an interesting point, real quick, with Vegas. People thinking that, like, oh, you know, they make billions. The the hotels and and stuff do yes, but the concessionaires don't. The valets. Don't the dealers exactly. don't the drink girls don't the entertainers down there don't I mean there's a lot of right. hurt going on in Vegas that, it would have been great yeah. to have PBR in November and NFR in December that that's what's lost in a lot of this um, Las Vegas can be compared to it, Las Vegas is one big live event and. When I, I always talk about, I've done this every interview I do, I talk about the live event industry. You know about the live event industry. The live event industry is anything you buy a ticket to. Mm -hmm. uh, it's from college and pro sports to theater to uh, PBR to rodeo to, you know, every, everything. In, in one week, 12 million people in the live event industry lost their jobs. 77% of them lost 100% of their income. Because there's no live events going on. Vegas is the same way. We look at the surface. We look at the tip of the iceberg. In the live event industry, uh, LeBron James had to sit out for a while. He's probably okay. Yeah. Um, you see people like the athletes, people like me, who are visible. But what about, you know, there's arenas across the country that have pro teams that have hundreds of full-time staff. Those people are out of work box office, concessionaires, ushers, security, uh, parking attendants, um, custodial staff. They are out of work, out of money. So Vegas is the same way. I think that's a good comparison you brought up because Vegas is one big live event. Yep. And it isn't the casino owners and that. I, I know that Michael Gaughan was in tears when he had to furlough 1,800 people from the South Point, his workers, that mean so much to him. So those are the people. And so, yeah, don't get me wrong. Somebody's going to take it out of context. Yeah, I'm glad the NFR is happening, but it's not home. Right. You know, so, yeah. 
Um, I got to ask you real quick about this picture that I saw on your Facebook today, you and your brother, Pete. Um, <laughs> More to come. I found a bunch of old pictures. Yeah. I like it. So you you were kind of a cute little hellion there, it looks like. Let me tell you something. I was tiny. Like, I was the kid that was always in the front row. You know, it was always a contest to make sure I wasn't the shortest kid in the class. Hey, but welcome I to was, my uh, world. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I have another one I should post of me winning the standing long jump at the kids' track meet. I was Ooh. undefeated. No, I no, nobody could touch me. But, yeah, so that was kindergarten in Shoto, Montana. That's the house my parents still live in, the blue station wagon. Pete was a whole head taller than me. I didn't put this on the post, um, but that I believe I was in kindergarten. Pete was in first grade, but I think it was his second second time having his first day of first grade. So, uh, here's what happened. My brother Pete, he went to first grade, and, and he couldn't do well in school. Well, what they failed to do, if you notice in the picture, he has glasses. He couldn't see. And he finally got glasses, so he did first grade over again. So there you go. Yeah. What was he like, uh, Wild Thing, Va- Ricky Vaughn? Like he yeah, gets Ricky Vaughn. <laughs> they play that song when he walks in class. So, yeah, oh, that's he, fantastic. He, yeah. All right, a couple yeah. final quick ones here with Flint Rasmussen. Yeah. I could talk to you all night. You know that. But uh, hey, we could do, yeah. So I, in the last couple of weeks, I've talked to Scott Evans, Kyle Mahelish, and Jeff Choate. Now, they won't tell any stories on each other, but can I know you Choate said that he made your life a living hell as a freshman when you were an RA in the dorm down there in Dillon. Yeah. No, I, I'll say this. And I knew uh, Scott Evans was a Western guy. Yeah. Right? Yeah. He knew Scott down there. And Mahalish. Yeah. Um, um, I'll, I'll tell you who else was a Western guy in Helena. Mike Burke. Remember oh, Mike? Yep. You know Mike Burke. Yeah. Um, he was, he called me, he always said I looked like a pheasant. He called me Fez. And I don't know, how do you look like a pheasant? I don't know. But he had a, the big nose. He was mole. He, I called him the mole. Wow. But, but, uh, there, nobody's really going to have a lot of stories on me because I can honestly say my mother and brothers will vouch for me on this. I wasn't like in trouble. I didn't get in trouble. I went to college to go to college. I did well. Um, Jeff Choate, I will say this, and I've said it before. Uh, I was an RA, a Western, my second year of college, and I'll try to be fast here. No, no, the, no. The regents said the regents made a decision that the funding wasn't there for Western Montana College to have a football program. So my sophomore year of college, it would have been the fall of 1987, Western dropped their football program. They did not have football. So the next year, it was kind of a, the regents went, oh, I guess you're okay. You can bring football back. Well, guess what happened? Most everybody left. So it was a team full of freshmen. It was sad. A few games were very sad. <laughs> when they played Carroll College, it, I think they got 76 to nothing or something. But all, I was an RA in the dorms, and I, my entire floor was freshman football players. Oh, geez. And, I mean, there was some good ones. Uh, uh, Jess Martin. Oh yeah, who went on to become an NFR saddle bronc rider, great football player. Um, Mike Cutler, who is the coach of Flint Creek, uh, you know Drummond Phillipsburg, yeah. his kid just signed to play. I, was it Bobcats or Grizzly? I think the Grizzlies. Um, and Jeff Cho was one of them. His his roommate was a kid named Troy Pottinger. They were from Idaho. Jeff Cho, when he walked in the first week, I was like, "This guy's a dick." <laughs> that was all I could see. <laughs> 
He strutted around, looks exactly the same, has the same uh-huh. swagger. And I discovered about Jeff Choate then what I kind of what people maybe discover now. He was a straight shooter. He never oh, messed yep. with me. What he told me was gold. And ended up, I went, I like it. That guy's okay. And just intense. And then, you know, his, his playing days were cut short. He got in a bad car wreck and went into coaching as a student assistant. And here he is. He's going, I'm scared for Montana State because Jeff Choate's not thought not going to be at Montana State forever. That's no. my, what I... No, and that sucks. Uh, he did say that one time they turned the uh, hallway into a giant slip and slide. Is that right? Oh, they might have. Oh, I, I might have been gone. We did used to... I'd yell down the hall, everybody mattresses out, and we'd line... We'd close each end of the hallway and lay our mattresses out in the hallway and have... We'd sit and everybody'd visit and we'd have a big slumber party outside. Wow. And all these football players. And we just, it was just kind of a time everybody, you know, became friends and bonded and we'd talk about things. And yeah, it was a, that was a good year, uh, you know, seriously. And Jeff Cho became a good friend and has never swayed from being a good friend and being the guy I always knew. No, he's, I, he's I stopped in the foot, well, I stopped in the football offices the morning to get my sideline passes. Hello. Uh, the morning of the Bobcat Grizzly game this year with a good friend of mine. Uh, Choke came out in the hallway, him and Matt Miller, who is now back at Boise State. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't even know Matt. Miller was a little nervous. But <laughs> you you wouldn't know Choke was known Choke was getting ready to coach a game. Wow. And he said, Yeah, I hope we can keep it close, you know, and just visit it. No big deal. And his wife, see? Janet, here's here's a little trivia. Okay. His wife, Janet, was a Dylan girl. She worked at Taco John's two blocks from the campus and We'd go another friend of mine, and whatever we ordered, it was three bucks. That was her deal. So wow! We got the Janet. We got the Janet Jones redhead deal. She so whoever her employer was, you lost a lot of money with Janet working it. Oh, I, I, Janet uh, Evans was Wayne Janet Gretzky's Jones. wife. Okay. No, Janet Jones is also Wayne Gretzky's wife. Yeah, I thought it was Janet so different. Evans. You know it's Janet Jones. Is it? Her. Oh. Yeah. You want me to name drop it more? Well, I like their daughter, Paulina <laughs> Gretzky. Oh, yeah. Who's married well, to Dustin Johnson. Mrs. Gretzky, Janet Gretzky is no slouch. Um, no, no. Neither was Wayne. I mean, Wayne was Wayne, Wayne. was a good-looking dude. Good-looking guy. Nice guy. Yeah. Doesn't matter. All right. Uh, today is Care Bears Day. Are you? Do you uh, did the girls get into Care Bears growing up? I think that was before their time. Okay. But, yeah. Um, my, my girls had horses. Well, like, they real. still do. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> and American Girl dolls. and uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember, yeah. Because uh, my oldest was into that for a little bit. Also, Teletubbies. Yeah. Remember Teletubbies? Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, my girls watch Teletubbies. <clears throat> um, for sure. And Teddy Bear. It is Teddy Bear Day. So did you have a teddy bear growing up? I did not have a teddy bear growing up. I can say I had a blanket. So I wasn't a big stuffed animal guy, I don't think. My mom could speak to that better. Okay. I do remember sucking my thumb and having a blanket. So, and my daughter, Shelby, did the same thing. Oh, so, okay. Uh, not, let's see, stuffed animals. Not really. I, I wasn't a big stuffed animal guy. I tell you what I was, was a, a, a little, like, action figure guy. Had every kind, Big Jim, uh, Johnny West, all of I played with those till eighth grade. <laughs> don't tell. <laughs> But that was big for me. I was uh, I was creative. It got my mind. I had my own world 
going on with those. I was a GI Joe guy. Yeah, and I'm a little so I'm a little younger than you. Okay. So I was yeah. the GI Joes in the '80s because you would have been in high school when I was middle school. Yeah, yeah. See, and that was like Big Jim. That was a line off of they were action figures. I even had the Bionic Man. I had, I had the six million dollar man action figure. Yeah, he was a giant. He was big. Were you a TJ yeah. Hooker fan? Uh, later in life, yeah. Okay. Because um, I remember that. Man. Wasn't that Lee Majors? He played a stuntman. Or is that, that was six million dollar. No. That was six million dollar man. No, he was. Uh, in or the fall guy. Man, he was yeah, the fall oh, guy. That was fall guy. TJ Hooker was. Uh, well, Captain Kirk. Yeah, with the two Heathers, Heather Thomas and Heather Schneider, uh, Lockler. Heather Lockler. Yes. Like, Listen, look it up. It was Heather Thomas's birthday the other day. Really? Why would she? Eighty-seven. Um, she was. She was born in fifty-seven. So same age as my dad. Yeah. I was going to say she was in her sixty, ten years older than me. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, today is uh, her, uh, Colonel Sanders' birthday. Oh, Kentucky Fried Chicken. He was a real guy. And and yeah. Michelle or uh, Tom Wolpat, did you know that? Really? Yeah. Uh, Tom Wolpat from Dukes of Hazard. Yeah. Yeah. Tom, uh, believe it or not, when I was at Dylan, uh, we used to get some little acts that would come through and do shows, music shows and stuff. Uh, Tom Wolpat's brother Dave, I remember, put on a great show, a great singer, Dave Wolpat. I know. Look, I'm meaningless, meaningless <laughs> trivia. Well, what I'm about. Is it is it Tom Wolpat that has the ranch down in uh, by Whitehall? Oh, I don't know. Could be. I think he does. Luke Duke. Yeah. Not both. Bo Duke was the best. Uh, yeah, John Schneider. I had him on the one. show uh, back in like April. Oh really? Yeah. Hey, you know who else has a ranch down by Whitehall? Because he's friends with my niece who has a, lives on a ranch in Cardwell. Is the president from Independence Day? Um, Bill. Bill uh, uh, Pullman. Bill Pullman. Who yeah. was a teacher at Montana State? Oh, there, yeah. See, he taught drama. Oh, yeah, of course. We well, all there's a lot of people drama. we know. There is a lot of people. You know, hashtag Flint on Yellowstone. By the way, I had that going for a while. Trying to get me on Yellowstone. Haven't put you on there yet. Nothing. They're filming for next year already. I know. No they call. were in Darby at the uh, the big. Uh, Riggin rodeo Riggin they had on Monday. Yeah, I got asked to do that, but and at first I thought it was this little obscure bareback riding for the cast of Yellowstone, and I agreed. Bobby Steiner put it on. Bobby and Sid and Rocker, the rodeo family. And then I found out it was PRCA sanctioned and on the Cowboy Channel and selling tickets. And my boss Sean Gleason said maybe not this time. Yeah. So, well, yeah. I don't know how many of the cast. I don't think Kevin Costner was there. Actually, he was. Oh, was he? Uh, well, Brad Narducci, my good friend, was mixed the music for the show, and he said he was there. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, but they couldn't see it comes back to the bubbles. They all were taking care of their health and tested. So a lot of the public was like, well, they didn't come and associate with it. Well, they're all, uh, they all got to kind of stay isolated. True. You know, I have met uh, Taylor Sheridan, the creator and director, and um, Hauser, Cole Hauser. Who plays Rip? Oh, I Rip. met him at the end of yeah. last year. So yeah. I have yet to watch the the season three yet. So don't give me any spoilers. Well, I I've watched about three episodes ever, and I always know somebody. Matter of fact, a, a guy I know pretty well. The last episode I watched, or actually, I two of the three episodes that I have watched ever. One was the very first one, and one was a few episodes ago. 
two guys that I know personally died in those episodes. <laughs> well, maybe <laughs> don't go on the show then. <laughs> no, one was a former bull rider, Derek, and the other one was Brent, who has the Say I Won't clothing line. They both died. Oh, like, so I don't want to be on. Yeah, yeah. I'm good. Um, I would like to. I actually, I'm just trying to get some interviews with those guys. I think it'd be cool. Yeah. But. Um, yeah. Uh, well, I'll tell you, if you, if you get one, the big, the tall gray haired guy, Lloyd, with he's, the big mustache. He's from Helena. Uh, yeah. Forey Smith and an old bareback rider. He'd be your best bet. Probably. Yeah. Uh, he's, yeah. uh, yeah, he's from Helena. Yeah. I didn't know that until the, uh, a couple months ago, mm-hmm. but that's Yeah. Funny. And he's a real cowboy. He yeah, did, yeah. Yeah. He wrote a bareback. Yeah. Well, it's like uh, Clay O'Brien, Cooper, was a real cowboy in John Wayne and the Cowboys. That's right, Hardy Phipps. That was his character's <laughs> name. They took the chalkboard off the block yep. so that he reached the line. And, yeah. uh, that's something that they would have had to do for both of us. <laughs> exactly. I've talked to Clay O'Brien Cooper about his relationship with John Wayne in an interview, and he, he said he was the best. He was like a dad, and he was a cowboy. He could ride a horse. He, he, it was cool. To talk about that. Favorite yeah. John Wayne movie? Uh, the Cowboys. I, I'll but tell you, this is probably, one. uh, what's that? He dies in that one. Yeah, I know. To and this that's day, like one of the only movies. Yeah. Yeah, uh, he died in seven. To this day, my mom refuses to watch anything with Bruce Dern in it. Oh, and Bruce, hey, by the way, Bruce Dern has family up by Two Dot, where my aunt has a ranch. Oh. And she she said he's an ass in real life. Too. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Uh, I like. Hey. But, uh, I, I this is probably sacrilegious to say, but I I I'm not a complete old western movie guy. Um, I like Outlaw Josie Wales, John Wayne and the Cowboys, mm. like that. Um, I like some of the remakes. I like Jeff Bridges and True Grit. Oh, Love terrible! It, no, you know? And Tommy Lee yeah, Jones so, is going to do the Cowboys. Oh, uh, Tommy Lee, he's an ass, too, by the way. Oh, well. I, I we need to do a show where you name just everybody who's a celebrity that's an ass. <laughs> well, I, <laughs> yeah. That's just hearsay. I can tell you the ones I know that are good. But well, yeah. Don't. Most people you know are great, so. <laughs> that's, that's why we're friends. There you, you know? go. Um, yeah. So Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Metro Park in Billings. What's it called now? It's not Rimrock anymore. Uh, first, first Interstate Arena. First Interstate Arena at Metro Park. Inter- and everyone calls it the Metro. It's still. Sorry it's always going to be the damn Metro. Yeah, it is. And it's a great arena. Montana needs another one for sure. But, yeah. You know. Uh, but, uh, on, yeah. Uh, honestly, though, I will say this in all seriousness. We are thankful that Billings and the state of Montana let us come and we're anxious to put on a show for the people here. Really everything we got to go through. It's worth it. Well, hopefully uh, governor Christie Nome from South Dakota shows up in, uh, in Billings. That would be kind of cool. Uh, she's a great lady. She is a nice lady. She is a very nice yeah. lady. She's been all over the rodeo circuit in the last couple of months. Yeah. And we, we were her first stop though. Yes, you were. In yep. Um, and, uh, she, she is a, uh, and I mean that in a sincere way. Really nice lady, good, good person. So yeah, I've been in talks yeah. with her people to get her on the show. We just haven't come up with a date yet. So she's going to be on my show, oh. but I just don't know. Oh, when. really? Yeah. You want me to put in a good word for you or a bad word? Because I want her on my podcast too. A uh, good word, and then I'll put in a good you word did, for you. She's on your show. 
say one of our popular guests is Splinter Asperson, who's TBR entertainer, speaks highly of you. There you go. I'm feeding you. And mm. it, I hope you have a lot of time on your show because she will ramble about that. Oh, perfect. <laughs> I made that up. <laughs> I'm, I'm not surprised. Um, yeah. I appreciate the time as always. Like I said, I could keep oh, talking, but um, yeah. I need some uh, – you haven't sent me any Pendleton yet. Oh, I'm, you know, I'm moving out of my apartment. I just boxed up some, but I'll get you some. Hey, uh, you need, that's word. the one you need to put a good word in for and have them sponsor my show. I mean, they sponsor yours. Well, I'm, I'm, they don't sponsor mine, but I'm working on it. So back it off, Big Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you but have I a better chance of getting but, Pendleton whiskey than I do. <laughs> Uh, the, the the really good, my favorite of the Pendleton whiskeys is the 1910 rye whiskey. Really good. Is that what you drank? The other, was that Tuesday night? You were drinking last night. You were drinking that. Well, no, because we because we drank all our 1910. We're waiting for restock, so we were drinking regular Pendleton. Oh, okay. Oh, your glass good. said 1910. Yeah, the glass said 19. Yeah. You think I don't watch, but I do. Thank you. I gotta I learn. It. I gotta learn from the best on how oh, to, how to do a that's show. That's the worst, Jason. That's the worst. I get rambling on there because there's comments streaming by on the oh. bottom and I'm trying to interact with the people because that's what they appreciate mm-hmm. while trying to cover some relevant topics and it's impossible. So I've, uh, I've re I've, uh, typed some stuff to you and you've never responded to it. So I know I miss about 80% of them. Sorry. I apologize in advance. I get so ups- I get, I cry at night. I can't sleep. Yeah. Yeah. It happens. It's, um, it's yeah. Just- um, um, have fun this well, weekend. Listen, I, I appreciate your time too. And, uh, you're always good to the PBR. We appreciate it. Well, anytime. And I would love to, uh, to talk more. Um, when, when you, hey, when you have the breaking news of where the finals are going to be. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But, and you know what? We didn't even spend 10 minutes on, uh, what, whatever you believe about parents being able to go to a high oh. school football game, whatever you believe, I will just leave you with this. What the reason people are angry is because the inconsistencies and the goal that's trying to be achieved, do what's safe, don't do what's optic. And there's no reason in Billings, Montana, in Bayless Stadium that seats 6,000 people to 300 people can't do it completely safely. And so it has been ridiculous, and I understand why parents were angry. Here's, here's my so. biggest thing, and I've had, because I've talked about this, I had parents tell me that they would willingly watch on TV if it meant the kids could have a season in front of no fans, and then got pissed when that was actually the rule. And well, I know, but, but they're right. And, uh, yeah, I, and I know that. I saw that you had posted that, and that's true, but. I just don't want the parents but, to screw it up. They And I don't think that I've said the same thing. Uh, keep it on your Facebook page. I have said, don't start fighting with each other. You're, and don't start throwing names and emotion out there because you're going to go back to square one. You're not going to cost the kids. But to do it safely, optics aside, outside is the safest place to be. 300 parents spaced out in a place, it, it's completely safe. That's what angers me is the inconsistency. Yeah. Anyway, and, no, and that's true, especially amongst the double A yeah. community where we didn't know what the heck was going on in half of this, half of the city. So exactly, exactly. Anyway, it, I mean, at a six man parent or a six man game, how many parents are going to be there anyway? Like 20 fans. Right. Uh, I was I mean, in Absorky. <laughs> I was, I was in Absorky yesterday and they don't really have an attendance restriction because they say we get two, 300 people. We're fine. They spread out along the sideline and you know, yeah. so that's completely different. I will say this, uh, 
I can't imagine. And when you're 17 years old, high school sports is your life. Can't imagine being a senior right now. Can't imagine playing without my friends and family there. And I can't imagine as a parent not being able to watch my kid play football. There you go. You bring up Absorki. You were there for career yeah. day. What the heck did I, you uh, it was. It's not career day. They're doing a lot, and I respect this in high school because I didn't get it enough. They want their kids to leave high school with something in mind and ready for college or ready to take on a career. Um, I, I talk about, uh, I tell the kids right from the start, my job may be unusual, but people are, who are successful and at the top of their game in whatever job they do will tell you a lot of the same things about goals, drive, motivation. So whatever I tell them, they can carry into something else. So okay. there you go. I like it. Yeah. I like it. Um, you are the best. At your Thanks, job. Buddy. Um, there's yeah. nobody that does it better. Well, I appreciate that. And, uh, and I'm not just saying that to get you back on the show. I mean, I, I, I mean. Well, I, well, yeah, I know. Well, hopefully we'll keep it going for another couple of years. Well, retire. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, well, just, I can't retire. Transition. No. Yeah, you transition into the booth. Sure. Oh, by the way, is, there, is uh, college rodeo happening this fall or no? Yeah, the girls uh, – Oh, there's another one. My girls go to Cody, Wyoming, Big Sky Region Roadie opener this weekend. Okay. Yep. I was wondering and when here's that happened. A, here, here's one, what I'm experiencing as a parent, that I wouldn't be able to go in in three weeks. In the three weeks, it's in Dillon. Uh, they just finished the PRCA rodeo. But the college <clears throat> just this week announced that when the college rodeo comes to town in Dillon, which you might get 100 people there, just parents, They've announced that no parents outside of Beaverhead County are allowed to come to the road. How many freaking rodeo people are in college from Dillon? Right, exactly. And the PRCA, Montana's Biggest Weekend Rodeo, just happened last weekend at the same rodeo. Yeah, inconsistency. I'm blaming in uh, somebody I have heard it's the university that made the decision Western is now called the University of Montana Western, so I'm blaming on University of Montana, and therefore I'm blaming it on Missoula. How's that? That, so is, that is the perfect way to wrap things up. Our, 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 our joint disdain, uh, disdain for the University of Montana. <laughs> I don't have disdain. I just don't cheer for it. There you go. I, uh, I'll have to get a hold of the girls because I'd rather talk to them about college rodeo, so... Than anybody else. First three, I believe the first three are Cody, Glendive, and Dylan. Glendive also not allowing any parents to go watch. Wow. I know. Uh, it's optics. That, that is a decision based on, hey, look what we're doing to show that we care. It's like the mask. I wear a mask to show that I care. Uh, BS. Wear a mask because you think it's the safe thing. I don't give a crap if you care about me. Just do it because you think it's safe. Don't give me that. Don't ride your bike outside with nobody around with a mask on. That just says you're stupid because that's not part of the rule. Sorry. There you go. No, you're fine. God, see, I could go on with that, too. I know. I know. That's why I kind of was trying to stay away from the COVID because I could go there, too. Yeah. I know. I won't. But that's that, okay. That had so. Hey, thanks, buddy. I always appreciate it. I, I love chatting with you and uh, your entire family, including your brother, um, Will, and then the girls. So, um Okay. Wish them the best of luck. In case, I'm not going to bother them this week. Maybe next week. Okay. Sounds good. I'll let them know. All right. Well, we'll, uh, we'll chat. Have fun in Billings. Stay safe and stay smart. 
Sounds good, buddy. All right. Until next time. All right. That is the world according to Flint. Flint Rasmussen joining us here, Jason Walker Show. Um, our segment today brought to you by Records Furniture and Mark Loro Photography. We love them both. We love going with with Flint. We just let him talk about whatever he wants to talk about. And uh, so that's why we, we go long sometimes, and that's totally fine. You know what? Because it's our show. So, um, yeah. Uh, so there you go. Let's do uh, On This Day in History, shall we? It is uh, Care Bear Share Your Care Day, which we talked about with Flint. Teddy Bear Day. Wiener Schnitzel Day. 1904. Boston Herald referred to the New York Baseball Club as the Yankees. Uh, the Yankee name did not become official until 1913, uh, 1913. So you could really thank the Boston newspaper for naming the New York Yankees. Uh, 1909, Jack Johnson retained his heavyweight boxing title. Uh, no decision in 10 rounds in San Francisco. By the way, have you seen the pictures of uh, the West Coast? Oregon, uh, north of Ashland, Phoenix, Talent, Oregon, destroyed by fire. Near Medford. Unbelievable. You got uh, pictures out of Salem and San Francisco, uh, the skies. At 10 a.m. this morning, it just looked like you were on Mars. It was, it was man. Mm. Uh, let's see. A couple of no-hitters on this day. Fort, uh, 1914, George Davis of the Boston Braves threw a no-hitter. Rex Barney of Brooklyn threw a no-hitter in 1948. Uh, 1945, the Philadelphia A's Dick Fowler with a no-hitter. Jimmy Fox hit his 534th and final home run in 1945. Sandy Koufax threw a no-hitter. His fourth in 1965 was also his first perfect game. Uh, Rod Laver won a second Grand Slam, like all four titles at once in 1969. Uh, 1972, the most controversial international basketball game. Soviet Union beat the U.S. 51-50. The U.S. led 50-49 to 49 in the final three seconds. That final three seconds replayed three times until the Soviets finally won. To this day, the U.S. has never accepted their silver medal. Uh, Chris Everett won her fourth straight singles title at the U.S. Open in 1978. John McEnroe won his first uh, Grand Slam title at the Open in 79. Won his fourth U.S. title in 1984. 1987, uh, Nolan Ryan struck out his 45th hundred Batter, 4,500. Let's try that. Uh, 1990, Pete Sampras, 19, beats Andre Agassi's first first Grand Slam title. We just talked about it yesterday, but uh, Sampras won his 14th and final slam against Agassi as well. 2006, Maria Sharapova won her first U.S. title. Uh, 1918, Jimmy the Greek Snyder was born. He was fired for racist remarks in the 80s. Joe Theismann, born in 1949. Michelle Williams, born in 1980, the actress, uh, Brokeback Mountain, born in Kalispell. That's why we bring her up. Um, disparaged Kalispell uh, in later interviews. Burgess Meredith died in 1997 on this date. He was 88. He was Mick in uh, the Rocky movies, the first three. Uh, Leo Tolstoy was born on this date in 1828. He wrote Anna Karenina and War and Peace. And Colonel Sanders, born on this date in 1890. And in uh, 1956, Elvis appeared on the Ed Sullivan Show for the first time. How about them apples? Um, okay, let's do this. We're almost at the end of the show. What did we learn? And what did he miss? Time for the walk-off. 
Oh, Flynn Rasmussen never fails to entertain. And uh, he'll be entertaining in Billings this weekend as the PBR returns for a 25th consecutive season to the Metra. And uh, you can be there Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 50% capacity. And uh, get your tickets and go watch Jess Lockwood and the top 35 best bull riders in the world uh, competing in the PBR this weekend at Billings. Should be a fun time. We always appreciate Flynn joining us. Always fun. Tomorrow, that's what she said. Nicole Rigoni is back. Her take on the world of sports and beyond. And uh, Friday, we talked to Super Nanny Joe Frost. Yeah, that'll be fun. Thanks to uh, all of our great sponsors. Capital Collision Center it presents the show inside the Major Mortgage Man Cave. Our segment sponsors, Rockers Furniture. Mark Leroux Photography, The Walk-Off, presented by Cafe Zydeco. Dinner's done right tomorrow, sponsoring That's What She Said, Auto Concepts, and so many more. Go to jasonwalkershow.com to re-listen or re-watch any of our shows, and we'll see you back here tomorrow at 4. That's What She Said with Nicole Ragoni. Have yourself a wonderful Wednesday, and stay safe. The Jason Walker Show is produced by the Jason Walker Media Company. Any reuse, rebroadcast, or retransmission without the express written consent of the Jason Walker Show is strictly prohibited. Just listen, watch, and enjoy.